0: Bell.
1: What's up, everybody? This is a truncated edition of the Big Gold Bell Podcast. Uh, we have three-man group today, maybe uh, three-count, if you want to call it that. Uh, myself, Damian G taking over quasi-hosting duties. Uh, Will is out doing uh, Will-type things, being a heel in parts of known, probably. Uh, and I'm joined by Jamal and two chames. What's up, gentlemen?
2: What's up, dude? Uh, hello, hello. Uh, Would you call this a three-count Thursday,
1: by any chance? We could, if you want yeah, sure, sure.
0: <laughs> We got to make sure we're not no copyright infringements there because I'm pretty sure there's another show called that. I could be wrong. I oh, could oops. be wrong. <laughs> yeah. Oops. But oops. shout, out to, those
1: guys. And shout out, oop. out to those guys. Yeah. Shout out to those guys. Actually, I think I know exactly who runs that show. But <laughs> so as always, gentlemen, wrestling is weird, as we like to say, and they're never short of storylines. So apparently it's only Thursday. And we have one Jim Cornette once again putting his foot in his literal mouth, and then NWA puts their proverbial foot in his backside. (laughs) Well So, (laughs) so, Jim Cornette. God, Jim, what are we going to do with you? Uh, For those that don't know, uh, Jim Cornette is supposed to be, I I guess, was a face commentator on NWA power, but... (laughs) This week, his old NWA roots kind of shone to the surface where Trevor Murdoch was wrestling Nick Aldis. And shout out to my boy Rob, who calls Nick Aldis a paper champion because he looks good on paper, but can't really go in the ring. I don't know if I can argue that one. But he wrestled Trevor Murdoch, and Jim Cornette made up a dated reference. And I'll I'll be nice and say dated, which could be interpreted as, as racially insensitive. And let's be honest, it was racially insensitive. But for those on Twitter, and we'll get to your Twitter beefs later, who think that we're being too snowflakey, uh, Jim Cornette basically made a joke about driving a motorcycle with chicken on their back through Ethiopia.
2: And okay. To th- be th- fair, what he said was he was referring to Trevor Murdoch's yes. toughness. And yeah. he said that he, Trevor Murdoch was the only guy that was tough enough to drive to strap a bucket of chicken through his back. And, and rent a motor scooter and ride it through Ethiopia. which So that's the full context of it. Yes. doesn't make it any better, but...
1: No, then that is the full context. And that's why I let off with calling it dated. Because maybe back in 1982 or 86, that would have flown. But here in 2019 and in the advent of woke culture and Twitter sensitivities, Jim is no longer employed by NWA. Mm-hmm. Power. So let me just ask everybody, firstly, what do we think? Long time coming or oh well?
2: I think it's a shame. Um, I don't think NWA uh, should have fired him. Um, and I think that when not Billy Corrigan, but their other vice president, and I can't think of his name right now, um, you know, his comments immediately after uh, kind of solidify what uh, the, the type of person that Cornet is and the type of person that they're working with. See, the th- reason why I say that he shouldn't be fired isn't because of what he said. It was because the show was taped on, what, October 1st? Yes. It was because the show had sat on the shelf and had been edited and produced, and many other people's hands yeah. had, had seen the show, had transferred through the show. You're telling me that there isn't and this Commentary is unscripted. Okay, fine. But there wasn't a single editor, a single copy editor, a single producer a single engineer, that went and went and said, uh-oh, that may be a problem, and did what they did on YouTube when they re-uploaded it, and just muted the audio, and came back like nothing ever happened. They could have just done that and nobody would have known. But instead, they aired it unchecked, seemingly. Uh, their vice president, other than Billy Corgan, doubled down on the rhetoric, and said, well, what do we want to do? Censor Cornette? That's why we pay him. Uh, Paraphrasing of course. So the bottom line was, Cornette is who you thought he is. And that's what he he brings to the table. And they got in bed with him. So it Mm -hmm. seems to me that the NWA is complicit in his actions. So I'm not even mad at Cornette for being Cornette on a day that ends in Y. Don't fire him for that. That's what you pay him for. But NWA... Don't bullshit us and say that you're going to be sorry, uh, or the, the, uh, the statement was reprehensible, and then give him the opportunity to quit. They didn't even fire him. Right. He said, you know what, I'll see myself out and go back to whatever the hell Confederate bunker he does his podcast from. So <laughs> they didn't fire him. They didn't chastise him. He gave himself the opportunity to remove himself from the situation. This is more in N.W.A. than it is on Cornette. And I don't care if they got Cornette or David Duke or, you know, or Governor George Wallace to do commentary. They are who you think they are. And if there's no vetting process for the program so that things are in the up and up to sell tickets, I don't care what their actual sensibilities are. They're trying to make money on this venture. And in 2019, you don't make fried chicken jokes when it comes to black people. You don't do that in 2009 or 1999 or any time before 1950.
0: Can, can I ask a question about that? <laughs> Go ahead. Because okay, apparently, I must not be in in complete compliance in the woke culture. Why is fried chicken synonymous strictly with black people in 2019? That's what I'm just I, not. Getting
2: you know, it. Well, I mean it's, it's been a long time stereotype um, since the 40s and 50s. Um, but the longer short of it is, is that it is a long time stereotype along with other stereotypes. So it's not dated, it's just the bottom line is, is that he said it, and it aired, and no one seemed to have a problem with it. I, I personally don't care if people are offended. I'm more offended by the lack of action from the NWA. I,
0: I, I'm with you on that. And I, I'm really refreshed to hear that, because I've really been super conflicted with this, because as I, I stated on Facebook in a conversation, uh, that You know, a lot of people are trying to be uh, the heroics here and pointing their fingers and saying that, you know, it's racist, you know, because everyone's all of a sudden is racially cautious. And that's cool. And that's, you know, that's that's a step forward into the future. But at the same time, people are picking and choosing on what side they want to be on the crusade of taking someone down. So why everyone's calling for Cornette? I mean, I didn't feel that same energy for Randy Orton when he, you know, legit dropped the N word. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just a little conflicted on just, this, this wrestling community as far as like, uh, you know, when they want to pick and choose when something is right and when something's wrong. And then my next biggest thing is too, is then I asked people, I said, well, I really do think that the contents play a certain part into everything. So, um, you know, I asked somebody again on Facebook, I said, so since, because I, I, for me personally, I, being African American, I don't define myself to be, you know, to, to I don't I don't let the whole fried chicken thing to be subjected to me being black. I, I just don't get that. I'm I'm sorry if that is not being woke, whatever it may be. But for me personally, in my life, me liking what I like to eat doesn't define who I am. So I asked him. I said, "Well, since I clearly must be ignorant to this situation," I said, "So." on my day job, if a, if one of my coworkers was like, hey, are you going to try that new Popeye's fried chicken? Or or better, better yet, they say, hey, I know you're going to try that new Popeye's fried chicken. Should I be offended by that? Because you can be
2: offended by whatever you choose. I mean, oh. that's, that's up to okay. you.
0: Well, yeah, true, yeah. But in the sense of, like, was that some type of racial undertone question that was asked to me? Because I'm black and a uh, again, black Again, that's
2: to you to decide. I okay. mean, like, Right. If you want to take it into the context of this is an overwhelmingly popular thing in the culture right now, the Popeyes struck it big for once of their life and put out this honestly pretty delicious sandwich uh, that is enjoyed by all. That's a very g- good question to ask in the context of the moment. Yeah. Now, you know, now there's a difference between racially insensitive and actual racist.
0: Mm-hmm. Now,
2: because now mm-hmm. if Tref- if Trevor Murdoch said that uh, you know a black athlete was going to win on some Jimmy the Greek stuff, and if you're too young to know who he is, Google him. Mm-hmm. But if he was going to do that, and so, and on a Jimmy the Greek way, then oh, okay, that's a different context mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. making a stupid dated not even dated, it's because it's honestly it's just a stupid joke.
0: The metaphor's uh, trash, regardless. It's just absolute trash.
2: I mean, no matter, yeah. No, no yeah, matter it, what. It, it is, or, or not, that it, not that it is, but that it can be. Mm-hmm. And I know that somebody And you know some part of bumfuck Georgia is laughing their head off Mm -hmm. uh, when they hear when they heard that fried chicken reference, Mm -hmm. and that's fine. That could be your humor. I'm not here to say that you shouldn't laugh at it. But what I am saying is, if the NWA wants to make a dime, they shouldn't do it this way. Mm -hmm. Now, if they want to change it to the Confederate Wrestling Association and have (laughs) you know Robert E. Lee and Stonewall Jackson be the commissioners (laughs) at the NWA, then fine. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Jamala, you, you, bring, you bring up a good point, and this is also something I haven't been able to do my research on, but apparently this type of conversation and dialogue is common in the South, amongst to the point that people in the North may be, may, may, may look at the people in the South and say that you've just been so accustomed to it that you kind of just allow certain things for better or for worse, sort of saying. Mm-hmm. So, and, and that's why what your point makes so much sense is because it, it is really by contents and it's really by, it's, it's really situational and so forth. And the business aspect is absolutely trash. I, I 100% agree with you on that. But I, I guess just for me, and again, no matter if you want to, and, and I really appreciate your uh, your sentiments on it as far as my standpoints on it as well. I, I, you know, again, maybe I can be ignorant or not, but I just don't let food define me. So when I heard it originally, I was like, oh, the metaphor was trash. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, oh, wait, you guys are, oh, you you guys are offended by this. Oh, okay. And then all the racial warriors comes out and they're just like, fuck Cornette, blah, 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 blah. And it's just like, cool. I see that as all things of wrestling. It's just really trendy and everyone's attacking him. And I didn't see that same energy for Randy Orton. So it's just like, you guys. But
2: Cornette's also said worse stuff to people and used worst racially charged language. Um, yeah. in the moment you know mm-hmm. two people and that's been documented on tape which mm-hmm. is why he is who you think he is well, yeah, he, yeah, he,
0: yeah
1: yeah he is a get off my lawn like you said southern bunker individual that that's who he is and for us to as fans or as journalists or whatever want to hope to, for him to be something different at this stage of his life it's not going to happen so i have actually two follow up questions number 1 Had this happened on an episode of South Park, because if we remember back in the day about the whole Starvin' Marvin joke, that they gave him fried chicken and stuff like that, and we didn't hear Nary a peep back then when that stuff came out, would that fly now on something like South Park? And number two, the the second question I have is, is regards to Cornette. If you are an organization at this point, do you ever bring in Jim Cornette for anything on air? Because LW's had that problem, and now with Power,
2: Absolutely. You absolutely bring him on air if this is the type of audience that you want to reach. Mm-hmm. So if you're trying to reach uh, you know, a particular brand uh, you know, of customer, cool. And I'm sure that there's some kind of you know, needle dick racist metrics board out there. That, that loves uh, a guy like Cornette and wants him to be the representation of their backyard, you know, pig fucking competition. Javon, you,
0: you said it. He is who he is. And if he was anything different, he wouldn't still be relevant. So people aren't but,
1: fully but, aware of this.
2: The thing is, is that Cornette is actually perfect for a show like Power yeah. because he's stuck in the, in the 60s, uh, you know, in the 70s and, and mid-80s.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, that's his wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. And they're basically doing a show that's in his wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. It's an old-school studio wrestling show in atlanta that just happens to be shot in high definition
0: so if you were (laughs) he's
2: right no you were
0: but that's just that's jabal for you (laughs) so
2: if it it was you know if you're coming of age you know a little bit older than me and you are big a wrestling fan especially from mid-south uh wccw georgia championship wrestling those days that we personally didn't hear in the D.C. area. Didn't necessarily get. But if you're old school flag country. Then N.W.A. power is for you. And Jim Cornette is the voice of that era. Right now. Because other people have moved on. Jerry Lawler has moved on. Uh, you know Tony Schiavone and. Um, Tanae has moved on. Vincent Pan doesn't commentate anymore. Uh, so these, those voices are gone. But Jim Cornette is right locked in. In that era. And honestly. N.W.A. Power is worse off without him. As, as hard as it is to believe with such sensitive language that he uses, they need a guy like Cornette to bring that legitimacy to a show in this time period. Yeah. It's the same reason why you won't have Rick Ross host Masterpiece Theater.
0: <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. N.W.A. Power had the recipe um, completely, the, the blueprint shall I say, completely mapped out and Cornette, and, and and having a and having a sound commentary plays, you know, dividends on every show. I mean, yeah. it can make or break some shows, to be honest. Yeah, um, it's the it, show is so
2: heavily edited, and, and the show is edited damn near yeah. perfectly with mm. how they get in. They don't waste a lot of time, and their shows are almost always under an hour.
0: And they and and, and, and matter, matter of fact, they're so underrated in their editing because ten pounds of gold is right up there, or even better edited than being the elite. It just does not get the love. So I, I, I expected no different, knowing that they were going to put out this product. Yeah, but
2: yeah, they they, they, they do a hell of a job. But uh, but so, but obviously that's going to be mired by the language that Cornette uses, and it is what it is.
1: So, so then two, the question two, is, two, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Two,
0: three, two. I just, so I, I had a question too. Did, do you see him employed anytime soon? We Will Novick get Absolutely. a
1: job
0: again? Yep, yep. I'm Absolutely.
1: Well, uh, what's sure soon?
2: I, I would say within the next six months, if he wants. Yeah. Okay. Be- yeah. Because honestly, obviously that it is up to him. Mm-hmm. And if he wants, he could definitely just work on his podcast money and talk about how, you know, and complain to in his echo chamber that <laughs> the kids are too soft today and people are too sensitive and we need to just, you know, uh, do some effeminate things and, and get it out of our system and be men or whatever the hell his bullshit is. But the bottom line is is that, that there he has his audience. He is a name, whether you like it or not, and people who want to talk about
0: him. Yeah. And, and look, let's not get it twisted. Even when I say job, there's going to be appearances, what, This probably next month for all we know it. This guy's not, it is what it is. He is who he is and it is what it is. And this was a, a, a yes, this was a racially insensitive uh, comment, but also the metaphor was just absolute trash. That's, that's, that's just that. The guy's going to have a job doing something. Oh, we'll, he's not gonna. He's not gonna be blackballed. He's not gonna be on the ride. We'll be, we'll be seeing that one. Hell, he even tweeted, "Good morning." I heard you guys got jokes, so he's already on to the next one. The <laughs> but, but that's him.
1: Like he'll he'll be in the middle of a controversy or, or a Twitter controversy, and then a day later he goes, "All right, I'm done." What mm-hmm. are you gonna complain about now? So mm-hmm. it really doesn't. His responses have never been really like to stoke the flames. It's more, "Why are y'all complaining now?" Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. what you know? That's that's what you're bitching about. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: He gets the business. He gets, mm-hmm. the business.
1: he gets the business. gets it. And and he'll probably be brought in, like you were saying, in six months. A lot of people will just say, okay, whatever, shrug their shoulders and move on to the next thing because, like you said to James, we still got Randy Orton out there, mm-hmm. you know, dropping N-bombs or just being Randy Orton, and he's still employed. And if he was in WWE, he still would be employed. So it, there is a market for guys like him. My question is, how does NWA even remotely fix this going <laughs> – forward because as you said jamal the editing was done so long ago and signed off on where it's like well what do you do to kind of make this better do you fire people in production just as a publicity stunt is there a way to bring the fan base in who's already turned off by you especially with their pay-per-view coming up what like next month so what do you do um
2: well yeah i mean i I think for me uh, and and this is like not me being upset at Cornet per se, but upset at the handling of this, especially the doubling down of this from uh, management's perspective, um, because a vice president of the company came out of his gopher hole and said, "Nah, we're good." He either needs to go or step down from that role and take some kind of lesser role, and that's kind of the problem. That's kind of why I'm just officially. Done with NWA as a promotion because it's very hard to change things at the top in a privately controlled company. They own it, they run it, yeah. it's theirs. Yeah. So as far as it's concerned, um, they're going to run it the way they run it. Which is why I don't think they should fire Cornette. If that's how you feel, then go with it. Mm-hmm. But don't try to save face for, for cash. That's disingenuous. So as far as I, for me, I'm done. As, and, I w- and, I, and it's unfortunate because they have, a, they have a great talent. They have a great promotion. Um, it's really slick how they do it. And it actually caps off a great night of wrestling on Tuesday. Four hours of wrestling. I never thought that I would you know, say this again. I'm so happy from 6 to 10 to see four solid hours of wrestling because MTAC was fantastic on Tuesday. Um, but with that said, if you, it's, it's a very polarizing situation. If your mind is made up, you've already forgotten about it. <laughs> what could they, Because, honestly, N.W.A. is forgettable. They don't really trend anywhere. They have a couple of things going on. Um, you know, Billy Corrigan kind of looks like Dr. Well, Evil. Okay. Are you talking about David Liana, promo- by the way? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and Billy Corrigan you know, kind of has this mad scientist look and doesn't really equate to the promotion. Like, I know who he is, and I know that he runs the show, but he doesn't feel like a part of the show. He's just a talking head. It amounts to think.
0: I thought, look, but I mean, that's contradicted to everything you said. Everything about the old school feel, it has the old school look. He doesn't have that. He, he, he to be honest, he literally reminds me of uh, of, what's his name that runs Progress. Like they come off as, as the same people, which obviously by promotion wise, those are two different, way too different uh type
2: yeah, of. Yeah, but just like the Jim Robinson is the face of the company though.
0: Billy yeah, but that means
2: seems like just a guy.
0: Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't, I don't need him to be a character. So, look, my, my point. About no,
2: this no, okay. is that. I'm not saying, I'm not saying character, but I'm just saying that, like, because these people are at the top of the top, it's very hard for them to change, be willing to change that mentality that you know how they feel. So, for so, me, that's why I'm kind of just done. Now, the question was, what can they do to fix it? Honestly, yeah. to fix it, they need Lagana to step down and take a, a secondary role, and fall all the way back. Never, just delete your entire Twitter account. Throw in trash. You don't need it anymore. And have Billy assume a more upfront role to have a transparency, at least for the cameras, that we're going to go in this direction, you know, from now on.
0: I completely disagree, because I feel like the the idea of of wanting to be different, and obviously that's what NWA Power is, with all this that's happening right now, the fact that they went with the old-school look and feel... And able to successfully implement that on a successful day. And that should be even, even in conversation right now of some of the best products happening during the week. Is this phenomenon is on its own with the YouTube recipe, the old school feel, and so forth. They made a mistake. And what the mistake means is that now it's about resilience. And how does all of these heads come to play to make sure that this mistake doesn't happen again? I have to say, with having weeks of success, somebody in the editing room probably got lazy <laughs> and it was like, hell, we're killing it each week. Just get it out. And then a mistake happened, and now it's clutch time. Crunch, clutch, 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 clutch and clutch time. And people had to just get on their job. So from the upper management side of things, I think that, yes, they need to have a conversation with their staff. There needs to be changes and so forth. I do not like the – I do – 100% agree with the co- how the Cornette situation was handled was man. But as far as the internal side of things, the people we don't know, the people who Twitter accounts that we're not following and, and the, the, the personalities that no one's ever really going to find out about, no matter if they've been released or not, we'll probably will never know. But nonetheless, if it's a replacement or if the person is still there, you have to have the conversation that this mistake cannot happen again. It's an hour. I mean, it's probably two hours worth of filming. Who, who knows how long it is? But they need to have an ear to the product to make sure that these mistakes doesn't happen. And I can't blame them for. I can't blame them for being a little bit cocky and being and, and, and maybe just you know feeling a little bit egotistical at a point because they're actually being able to compete with other promotions as far as trendiness and popularity but they still got to remember that even from them being a small time business that they got to run on all cylinders and everyone has to know the game plan. So, uh, you know, just for me, the kind of talk about this conversation that I think how they come back next week plays all the dividends. Do can Mm -hmm. they work back up the momentum that they had? Can they, okay. Would they, would they bounce back off of this, controversy that's swirling around with them Cornette is such a big thing that you can almost look at Cornette as being almost bigger than nwa at times so him leaving is just the Cornette brand leaving i honestly think that nwa may still thrive but that voice that sound that presence is a gap that's missing what well, would they do there
1: well after after it all transpired and, and we can transition after this but Nick Aldis even went to Twitter and said, let's not take away from the fact that Trevor Murdoch actually put on a great match. He is a, he is a comeback kid kind of story, and he showed that he has value in this business after so many years, which um, a lot of people are saying, well, he's just deflecting. And I'm like, no, he's not. He's literally saying, look at the awesomeness that actually came out of this. Yes, this sucked over here, but you know what didn't suck? Trevor Murdoch's match with me. That didn't suck. Can we give him like a shout out or something like that? So mm-hmm. from a business standpoint, Jamal, I think you're absolutely right. I think right now you double down on the fact that we'll, 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 we'll not reference this again to not ruffle any more feathers, but focus on what got you to the dance. You still want to stay with this down south, charming, bad commercials, good wrestling, no, no background theme music for wrestlers and still get good viewership. Keep doing what you're doing though there's been plenty of other organizations with worse public relations or people with worse public relations that have gone on to thrive i don't think this kills nwa power because a lot of people are saying oh, i'm gonna boycott it but i don't think there's enough people wanting to boycott it that's gonna elicit it not existing so i think after maybe what two weeks three weeks people are gonna start watching power again They'll they'll announce cornet's replacement or something or give like a a traditional paintbrush before the show starts and then we're back to appreciating the wrestling and jamming out to, into the fire. That, that's what we're going to be doing for, for yeah, the most part. Yeah,
2: that's, that's unfortunate. Uh, and, and the most unfortunate part about it is that you're absolutely right. Uh, you know, because of the 24-hour uh, you know, news cycle and how yeah. everybody's connected to everything at every time, uh, it really is unfortunate that, yep, this will probably last a week. Uh, hell, it's Thursday. The next show is in four days.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, so people will probably forget about it then um, I, I do think that the most important thing for people is to actually look, in the, look into themselves mm-hmm. and figure out where your allegiances lie it, it's not about the fact that Nick Aldis and Trevor Murdoch had an actual you know, good match they could have had a good match with or without commentary um, but the, the point is is that everything else happened you can't just like, say well here is The bright spot in a bad situation when the bad situation is preventable. So in that regard, he is deflected.
1: Fair, that's fair.
2: But you know, I mean, I mean, again, it is what it is, and I can't say that like just because uh, this one thing happened, you know. But this is actually the second time that they had to warn Cornette to like you know keep it in his pants. Mm So you know, luckily for everyone involved. There won't be a third time. Uh, <laughs> it's just that it's just really unfortunate that um, a lot of the spin is starting to happen. If anything, Nick Austin shouldn't really, really be speaking. It shouldn't say shit. The only person that really should say anything about this is Legata and Billy Corgan. Those are the yeah. only two people I need to hear from. Anything else other than that, have a seat because you're on the payroll.
1: True. And that goes back to like protecting the paycheck, too, when we all talk about that and so let me just, well, we'll end it here and just say, I know, Jamal, you're not going to watch. You're, you said you're done with NWA I'm in not. general. Okay. Yeah. Two chains, are you going to watch? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because we still have content to, to create. So <laughs> we're still going to watch. <laughs> like, let's be honest here. We're going to watch because as content creators, we're going to have to cover this. Yeah. So we're doing it. We're going to watch it cornet pull the cornet he'll wind up somewhere down the road nwa is going to go on people are going to complain about something and speaking of complaints there's been more complaints again on another kind of touchy wrestling social justice thing that's been going on the past what three weeks now and that's one albert clifford hardy and now he has officially been released out of his contract from wwe and he will now be back as super ach on the independent scene So after all this regarding the divisively racist T-shirt, him going on social media and on videos talking about for the culture, and now kind of just going off on WWE and now getting his release, and he's already signed to work indie promotions. What happened?
0: I have got to think that, there was a mutual agreement of release here there was probably one of these like hey okay cool you want to go fine they're not going to hold them hostage but they're also not going to pay them so they say you want to go and work in then fine do what you got to do but you're not getting no more of this 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 check so if you agree to forfeit the rest of this money that you signed on Good. then you could go do what you got to do and forfeit everything i mean i'm guessing i mean obviously <laughs> no pun intended no t-shirt sales was happening but yeah merch and uh and anything else that may have derived th- derived from his estate there but yeah i think it was just a happy agreement from both parties he wanted to get out of there and he, he's back to do what he wants to do she gave vesper man a nice shout out as soon as he was done and mm-hmm. so he booked december 13th and uh and um iowa oh illinois excuse me And, uh, Iowa. oh, it is Iowa. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah. And WWE was like, cool. We saved some money. It is what it is.
1: By the way, too, James, I heard when you said that, I heard you with air quotes when you, (laughs) the way you described that, like a peaceful, you know, parting of the two organizations. (laughs) It's like, uh uh-huh, air quote, Mm -hmm. peaceful. Mm Uh, Jamal, any, any kind of feeling about this whatsoever?
0: Um,
2: Good. Good for both parties. Um, he didn't want to be there. They, didn't, they weren't necessarily using him. Um, so it kind of is what it is. It would be interesting to see how he bounces back um, on the indie scene. And, and, and you be talking about Cornet when will he work again. Uh, will any bigger promotion invest in ACH again? Um, and because it's not the fact that, and I think this is more uh, akin to what Booker T was saying, it's not the fact that he did what he did it's the way that he did it 100%. And, and the fact that he was able to just put everything out there on social media um, in a big big way, uh, you know, live streaming and stuff like that, mm-hmm. was more to the point of, this guy is maybe a, a, too much of a loose cannon as an employee yeah. and he may not be worth a headache mm-hmm. as an employee so we're just going to go ahead and give him a hard pass anyway. Yeah,
0: look, I, I want to I double down on a, a couple of things really quick. Number one, too, as far as you Know the whole hothead thing. I mean, obviously, people have been saying that there it's he's been struggling with something with his mental health in some extent. Don't know if it's true or not, but I think all of us has a little bit of something we can work on and so forth. But they say that they would have he was in full support of trying to help him during uh different episodes of his extent there, obviously, too from him working the house show the NXT house show uh, circuit that he was absent from that too so i could imagine him being frustrated he was part of that that tournament that he was getting some attention on and the way how NXT is being used now i mean with all the with the big spotlight that he got from that tournament from the combine i could only imagine that at some point he would have been in the position of being utilized more and more often right. um so you know it's probably one of those days where he just wasn't willing to wait and he realized how good he is and he made it to the promised land and he didn't want to sit on the bench. He wanted to start. And then differences came about the t-shirt thing obviously didn't help, but here's my thing that I want to say about, uh, two other things I want to say about that. Number one, with this mutual Mm parting, um, you know, if he legit had a case, like he said, he did. No one just, you know, signs his name on the line and just walks away when there could be you know legal ramifications here as far as a breach in the contract especially when it's something that you know as far as you know defamation of character that racial shirt you know clearly it's uh, is something that could be used in, in this thing but you know the, the conversation would have been towards their negligence Did they try to fix it and so forth, and he where he said that they didn't, they said that they did, and so forth. So all of this happening, considering that there's a contract a lot, there's obviously some legal things that could happen, and it never went that far. I went to signing your name on a paper and saying that you were being released and that y'all parted ways mutually, which to me shows that maybe this wasn't, maybe, maybe this wasn't as as charged as he said it was because he made this seem like this is super malicious like this was something that they targeted him to do this to happen and this whole company is known for that and he was just the that subject he was just the net subject for it. but him signing the line to just really release either tells me one thing that it wasn't as true as he said it was and it's true that he really didn't have a have a case in the first place but With that being said, what other company could he run? Well, back to New Japan, because they ain't going to give a hell. That's what (laughs) I thought.
1: That's the first thing I thought when, because I thought about him kind of burning bridges with Ring of Honor. Yeah. He did burn that bridge with Ring of Honor.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Uh, And now burning this bridge with WWE, I can only see now where he would probably go over to Japan and have a whole bunch of five-star matches under the Tiger Mask gimmick or as Super ACH, and or probably join MLW because he had a good run there as well. Good point
2: for uh, I can also see him going over to europe and and just making a run on the european indies like you know progress and yeah uh you know w x w and and you know
0: well he'll 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 get blackball from all those w w e uh feeder systems so well, that's that's sure. w s w and progress as you as you name it but yeah sure. still there's still a ton of promotions I mean, just, over there's still a
2: ton of promotions out there yeah. uh but the idea is still like it's not just well he has his feeling, and as far as like the, uh, the why, uh, it honestly doesn't really matter because that story would never come out. We don't know if he was if this was the straw that broke the camel's back of his t shirt. We don't know if WWE made an attempt to legitimately help him or if they did what the NFL did with Kaepernick and said, Here, take it or, or not. Um, it, we don't we don't never know that, mm-hmm. but what we do know is on paper, as it seems. He may be a bit too much to deal with. And I say if you look at the parallel between what Sammy Callan had did and what Juice Robinson did, both of them went to NXT for a hot minute, both of them had shitty gimmicks, both of them immediately vacated the premises, both of them went to do amazing things elsewhere. What was the difference between their situation and his? The, uh, it was it was, well, obviously how it was handled, and, and that's the biggest, most obvious thing. But the real is is the stuff that we don't know. We don't know if Juice Robinson and Sammy Callahan were treated uh, unfairly or less than or in a disparaging manner. We don't know if you know they put their best effort WWE behind these characters and to develop them and and stuff. We we don't know, um, but we do know that the end result is that Juice and Sammy went and ACH went in a blaze of fucking glory. So, uh, I, I, yeah, good luck to him. But it's going to be interesting to see what his next six months looks like.
0: Indeed, indeed. Uh, but yeah, that is not to mention ROH too. So, like, yeah, you weren't about to go to the, the land of the golden patent knee brace and think that after you just this diss, him, you were just going to get employed. But at the same time, too, well, ROH also ain't fond of people and uh, their Twitter shenanigans as well. So,
1: with with ROH and and the Joy Mercury kind of. The, the tweet barrage and then today's news, where mm-hmm. they have let go of Kelly Klein, which pretty much was their women's division for a long time, uh, goes to show <laughs> that Ring of Honor is still going downhill and going downhill rather fast.
0: Sir, uh, sir, sir, sir. Let me let me correct you real quick. You said Kelly Klein was their women's division
1: for a while. She right, was their right, women's division.
0: Right, right. No, no. You're you're right there. You're you're absolutely right there. And you said, and now they're going way down. Look, first of all, her there or not there doesn't even matter because they never give a hell about their women's division. of course
1: not. (laughs) No, no. (laughs) (laughs) They they
0: don't care about their women's division. So if you just blink for a second, you may have thought that there was a women's division there, but it wasn't. But thank God. I mean, obviously, she's concussed now, which I had no clue that she was actually hurt. So she got fired while being hurt. I don't even know how that works on a contract. Somebody has to remind me of that because I know in the NFL, which I do know, that you can definitely not be released while you're injured. Um, so, very, very questionable. And all the email stuff, I haven't even got a chance to read that, and I don't want to spend too much time on that. But the, all, the whole entire email about uh, her firing, instead sort of actually getting a call, has been online as well, as uh, BJ Whitmer, her husband, has been uh, very adamant behind her back, uh, excuse me, very adamant her, yeah. in her corner supporting her, thank you, throughout this whole pro- uh, process. But, yeah, good for her because, about well, Goddamn time we're gonna see her actually be able to compete with some of the elites on the indies now and not being held hostage and roh not being able to wrestle anybody. So I'm very, very curious to see where she goes. And I am not the biggest advocate for saying this, but AEW, you guys need a spark oh. in the women's division. Oh, no. This this is a fit. This is a fit. This is a fit right here. So we'll is see.
2: AEW doesn't need anyone else to come to AEW. No. They don't. They have either. the tools. Mm-hmm. They need to build.
0: I I can't tell about the women's division, but I mean, to each his own. But hey, you <laughs> I mean you can't say that. I mean they they're still signing. I mean, Big Swole just got signed, which is an amazing sign uh, pickup for them as well. Can't even believe how long she's been. Uh, on, I I can't even believe that she was a, she was available. But uh, yeah, I mean this this is a solid fit. And when you talk about a veteran in the locker room in kelly klein and uh and her experiences so forth and and just her professionalism this is this is somebody that you know for everything brandy rhodes speaks about it speaks to her so i I like it for sure
1: i don't know if you're going off of brandy rhodes twitter game lately it's all about hair so i don't i don't know how she judges (laughs) kelly klein's hair if where that rates on the taking it for awesome kong thing but you know
0: Also saw her, also saw her creeping on and McKenzie's butt, so, (laughs) so, yeah.
1: So, speaking of AEW, was it any good this week? I didn't catch it. I was watching NXT, so was AEW any good this week?
2: It was okay. I mean, like, the short answer is it was okay. You know, solid B-plus show. Um, They continue the storylines in in a meaningful way. Um, Darby Mm -hmm. Allin versus Jon Moxley was a damn good match. Um... And, uh, you know, the women's match uh, was, was pretty damn good also. Probably one of the better uh, showings from Britt Baker. Unfortunately, no one cared about that. Uh, and, and it's you, you say that, you know, they, they're obviously the biggest uh, anchor that's weighing down the company is the women's division. Um, it's easy to say that, but if you don't care about, you know, these people, then you won't. And I think part of the problem is is that the American girls so far, they just lack the personality that's being captured by this audience. Whereas the Japanese women are coming out, you know, the you know their costumes and uh, Hikaru Shida with a feathery robe is kind of crazy, and Rio is a ninety pound ballerina. Whereas Britt Baker looks like Tessa Blanchard, looks like Rachel looks looks like everyone else. There's nothing that really defines her. They need like a hollow O'Hara to come through there mm. with some actual, not actual, but with some more apparent personality instead of just, I'm a dentist from Pittsburgh. <laughs> I was yeah. going to
1: say, have you heard she's a dentist? Okay. That, there is rumors.
2: Brie Baker is a dentist confirmed. But, um, <laughs> but instead of that, so that I think that's what they're missing, and if they're going, if they're not going to sell it on the wrestling, which has been solid, okay. but if they're not going to sell it on the wrestling, then they need to sell it on pizzazz. Can uh, I, The can, women's division needs pizzazz.
0: Can I ask you a question? Because I obviously been watching Japanese wrestling way longer than I have. Is that really when you when you think about the presentation in in, in, in Japanese wrestling? Um, is that bred through? You know, from rookies to the most experienced people, is it just, just something that's just a custom always, no matter who it is? Because I yes. guess what I'm getting at is that, you know, when I look at the Japanese product, I, I mean, obviously, New Japan is the mecca and then uh, and then stardom, obviously. But, you know, as long as the, the, in the, in the historical value that those two promotions have, when you think about the other promotions that's over there as well, too, Marvelous and so forth, you just, I don't look at it as like, oh, that's just second tier. It just happens to come off to me as just another promotion because they all i would like to say they all fight and play hard on the same level everyone's just out there getting it we're just like a clear distinguish between what's the indies here and what's a higher promotion obviously with wwe being the top but i mean everything else you know it's just like it's a huge gap between it so my my question is that when you got when when you're recruiting people from japan based on how the product is being put and delivered out there are you just getting a more groomed wrestler, period, no matter their experience? So no. that they just got it easier here?
2: No, absolutely not. If you were to look in an orange field and find an apple, you go, oh, shit, that's an apple. Right. Now, you wouldn't do that if you saw an apple in an apple crate because they're all apples. And that's part of the problem with the AEW women's division is that a lot of the American wrestlers really don't stand out because they're pretty much cut from the same cloth. It's a good cloth. But it's the same cloth. When, then, when you see 72 pound Riho versus Nyla Rose, you go, Jesus, how is this going to happen? We're either going to see a murder or the greatest match of greatest comfort behind Davy versus Goliath story of, of all time. And on the first episode of Dynamite, we got, you know, Davy going to work. Um, and that's that, it is what it is. And that's part of the problem. They don't have the history to back them up like the Young Bucks. Or the Lucha Brothers, or Cody Rhodes, or Jericho, um, but then they don't have the personality of a Darby Allen or a Scorpio Sky, or of—I mean, really all of SEU. I mean, uh, they're a great talent, but they're not a marquee name. Um, so they don't really. So if so, it's either or, and you can win them over with one or the other. But if you lack both, then it's going to be a harder time for Fair you.
0: Fair point. I see. it's just. And that's, I- Let's
2: see what you mean, and it's a, so when you see a person like Chris Detlander that came through, um, with the size, with the wrestling ability, um, you know, uh, what's a big swole coming through as a baby Cedric, Cedric Alexander, a lot of his little tendencies you can definitely see in her style. Um, True you herself. know, that's yeah, well, obviously, but um, yeah, you know, that's uh, that's very interesting. But then on the personality side, you do have a Rio. The cutest baby face ever, and Kakaroshita, um, you know, with a very, you know, not out there personality, but a very colorful personality. And then you complain and then you juxtapose that with a Britt Baker. Um, it's kind of like, okay.
0: I was okay. never sold. I was never sold. <laughs> I just wasn't.
2: It's obviously just... the one they're pushing. And Britt Baker, as good as she is, or may not be, depending on whether you like her or not, it doesn't matter. But she's as good as, uh, you know, she's a Brandy Rhodes. I mean, she's cute, sure. She can do the work, sure. But do I need to watch her? Is there something that, without her opening her mouth, that makes me want to see her?
1: Is there something compelling about her that draws you in? What is in?
2: that compelling factor? And Awesome Kong has a compelling factor. Now LaRose has a compelling factor. Unfortunately for AEW, is that it's only a two-hour show. Yeah. So if you do five matches and you do woman, woman's woman match, you can only do one woman segment to progress the entire division. Right. I mean, that doesn't mean that AEW should be three hours. Jesus Christ, no. <laughs> well, this is what I said last week, uh, that AEW Dark should be an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. And that's where you put more of your storylines and, and stuff into and your interviews. Uh, that Japanese Rio uh, interview was fine. They could edit all of that stuff. Add the subtitles do what they need to do with it, and then just replay it for TV in a commercial um, to, to you know do the show. But if you don't introduce these people, then it shouldn't be just Britt Baker getting a, a hometown video package. All of them need it. Or, they all need to be Chris Statlander, who can wrestle her ass off. Or Big Swole, who can wrestle her ass off. Or Jamie Hayter, who's a hell of a heel, who needs to like, come back. So, it's not that the women's division is bad. It's just that they don't have the time to give them what they need to build from the ground up.
1: So is that something they can take from NXT? Since NXT is a two-hour show, but yet they have multiple women's matches seemingly every, every episode?
2: Well, remember, I mean, the way NXT used to tape, they would do a month worth of shows in a night. Right. So they can, they, what they would do, and I don't know if you could hear it in the editing, they would obviously um, ADR a lot of that stuff on the back end Mm -hmm. and add in segments later on for what it's worth. And then on top of that, they have their social media influence because you do have the network itself as a social media platform um, where you will get push notifications of stuff and things. You will have an opportunity to see the backlog in case you missed it. So that's where WWE has a lot of points in their favor. Whereas AEW has two hours. And Twitter. (laughs) How do you build build anything on that? And that would be the same thing. If you if you gave MLW AEW's time slot, would they succeed? It's not a given. No, it's not a given. And it's not that that means that the promotion is bad. It's not. It's okay. But if you gave them what AEW has, you put a million dollars into the production. If you did what they put them on TNT. Would they hold a candle to NXT? No, they would not. They would Hindenburg immediately because they don't have the, <clears throat> the reference. And the biggest things about AEW right now is the fact that they do have the references to back it up. And being in the Elite didn't feature many women on the show.
1: Nope. Wasn't Britt Baker probably one of the few women that was on the show consistently?
2: Yeah, twice. Mm-hmm. So... I mean, obviously, Brandy has been on it more than than Brett, but for obvious reasons. But that is kind of like the problem. And I think in this instantaneous instant oatmeal culture that we live in, if everything isn't great, it sucks. And if everything isn't five stars, and it's the worst thing you've ever seen, and I think it's unfortunate that um, the women's division people like to use that uh, and say that's an albatross, when realistically. They just don't have the time. And I think that Emmy Sakura got the uh, match in Baltimore at the pay-per-view is because her and Rio have the experience. They have the history. They can go in there and work a match. And it was a good match. But knowing damn well, Emmy doesn't deserve a title shot. Or for two wins? Two wins and a loss, I believe? No, she doesn't deserve a title shot. But they had to put somebody in that position to challenge the champion that she could work with and and put out a decent match. And that's, they just don't have enough time yet. So, and when I say time, I mean six months. If the women's division is still trash in six months, then we'll need to do something else.
1: So what do you think they need to do to kind of make the women more of a prominent point for AEW?
2: Um, I, think the women, I think the women that you want to push need an edge. Uh, you know, because uh, whatever happened to Kylie Ray, and that's a totally different situation, but she was over because a lot of it's because she was cute, but she never really got the chance to show what she can do as a wrestler. Um Leva Bates, who is a hell of a wrestler, uh, never isn't really given the opportunity to do that. She's only been in a handful of matches. And the librarian gimmick is growing hair. And Rigor Boris is setting yeah. in on it.
1: I so, didn't even know that still was a thing until today. So Exactly.
2: Yeah. So the you know, so they just need time. If, Cody, if they can take five minutes out of their show so that Cody can do his little interview bit about people that, you know, undesirable to undeniable, whatever the hell it is, then they can take that five minutes, put that Cody bit on YouTube, and then build the women's match. I mean, or build a women's feud. And, and to be honest with you, AEW Dark has done a better job presenting the women than they have on Dynamite because they're giving them an opportunity for everybody to get their, their spots in in the, you know, confines of a match. So the, um, the, uh, the last episodes of Dark, Chris, Chris Statlander was, and Big Swole in the tag team match was a hell of a show, even though, you know, people, people may not have heard of her. She made an impression. Mm-hmm. So build on that um, in the context of the uh, ranking system. I mean, but they gotta—they—they they need possessed basically, and not so, all of them could be like Sue Young or or Thunder Rosa. But well, well, if they got too Young, that'd be a start.
1: Well, if they had too Young, then I I would definitely tune in a lot more. But I, I want to transition really quick, keeping on AEW here on Big Gold Bell Podcast uh aew's bash at the beach which admittedly before we came on air i thought was a joke <laughs> until my hope my co-hosts here have uh reminded me that cody has purchased the rights to the name and they will be using that for their event uh is the build happening is the build happening how it should or are are they kind of taking their sweet as time waiting too long to build to this event
2: well the build it hasn't happened because tickets are just now going to go on sale, I believe, tomorrow,
1: Friday. Okay,
2: um, for the event. So this is their, uh, hey, this is a special episode of of Dynamite on Wednesday. It will happen in January, and they're seeming to announce dates maybe you know six to eight weeks in advance. That's really all that it is, as far as what the show could be. God only knows. It will be interesting to see if the show in any way plays into. Um, uh, the Jericho Cruise, which I believe is around that time.
1: Yeah.
0: In
2: um, Yeah, so that it's, that's around that time. and That's going to be leaving from Miami. Oh,
1: that would make so, one makes so makes, much sense then. Okay.
2: Yeah, so it makes sense for them to do a show from um, Miami. And the Bash at the Beach name is another step that they can definitely add to it. Um, with that said, it's not going to be necessarily at the beach. Because I believe it's going to be on the University of Miami campus, which is not in Miami Beach. So... Uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do. You know, will the set change? You know, will you know Jim Ross be in a Hawaiian shirt or something goofy <laughs> just like a that?
1: Magnum PI. Yeah.
2: Um, I mean, I would love to see Jim Ross with Tom Selleck's mustache. But
0: um, <laughs> and just to be clear, in just case anybody just are just not familiar with this, Bash at the Beach is an old pay per view from WCW.
1: WCW. Yeah.
0: Which you know inherently you would say all right well that's a wwe pay-per-view at some point they could just resurrect and then it didn't because AEW has it um and you should check out some of the old school Bash at the beach pay-per-views because they actually are some of the best wcw pay-per-views of the year
1: well that's them. where the nwo was formed
0: is it, that's yeah. right and, and that's also where uh the mailman carl malone and oh, ddp <laughs> versus dennis rodman and the hulk Hogan. so yeah um, you know, I'm starting to think that maybe some of the younger listeners have no clue of People the last be like, two <laughs> minutes of what I've been talking about. <laughs> uh, okay, <man>. Boomer. <laughs> yeah. they're,
1: they're not our demo, guys. That's, you know, the, the young <laughs> oh, okay. folks probably don't watch us or listen yeah. to us.
0: <laughs> actually, I noticed the statistics of, of our listening base, and it actually is a, it's a little bit younger uh, to a little bit. It's, it's our age and a little bit younger, but it's not as young as I'm kind of like aiming towards right now, yeah. but yeah. But You know what's um, funny? The younger people, they swear they, they know everything. like They really do. There's nothing that goes over their head that they're like, I don't know who that is. Like Some of these guys probably out here is acting like they've seen Jim Cornette in the Territory Days on their television <laughs> at, this, at this rate. You know yeah, what I mean?
1: All I know is I saw on Twitter some people were claiming that Michelle McCool invented the Styles Clash. Okay? <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, yeah.
1: Come on, you were going to say something?
2: Yeah, do you think that AEW should do more special shows? Or should Bash of the Beach be an actual pay-per-view?
0: No comment. We'll see how this plays out. I do, Special
1: I... show. Only because for the quote-unquote boomers in the audience who... <laughs> Remember when WWE tried to reinvent, what, Starcade?
2: Yeah, Starcade's oh. in next month, right? Yeah.
1: And it's, a, it's, it's an event. And people want it to be a pay-per-view. And it's still an event. So <laughs> yeah, no, no,
2: it's a, like a one-hour network show. So it's Starcade in your house. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. So maybe maybe this will be AEW's version of In Your House Bash at the Beach.
2: Yeah, but then if they do, you know, obviously because they're not having an actual pay-per-view right. uh, until you know first quarter of 2020. Let's say February. Um, you know, so would you want to see uh, Bash at the Beach in in January? Would you want to see maybe sold out? You know, or or something like that.
1: Yeah, I it, mean, I, I I actually like naming the events if they're going to be special, if they're not going to be just generically run and just ho hum. And you know, if we're going to have the Rock and Roll Express making an appearance doing another Canadian Destroyer, sure, let's rename it. You know, the Dist- Canadian Destroyer. That's fine. But I don't, I don't think they. To be quite honest, I don't think they need to overdo it on the. On that production side, to make everything feel uber special, just little nods to the event title would be fine. You know, you don't have to have, was it Hell in the Cell, and then you have nothing but Hell in the Cell matches, thus watering down the whole point of the match.
2: Uh, well, so, that's why I say sold out, because that's not specifically tied to any particular right. match or anything like that. It's just, you know, the one in the review.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, okay, just a name.
1: I know, I know, Two Tucham said no comment. Uh, I'm curious as to why there's no comment
0: <laughs> I just don't have a I really don't have a thought on it I mean special or pay-per-view whatever it may be I mean I, at this point now change changed the world you got this whole stride of being different then be different what the hell are you doing Bass at the Beach for we, we, we've already done that and on top of that like really now if you're gonna really do Bass at the Beach then put it on a goddamn beach then you know what I mean? Do it. Keep.
1: If you WCW wanna... didn't have it at the beach. They just flew in sand.
0: Well, oh, oh, well whatever. Just you know, make it beach style. Is I, I don't you know, <laughs> just Put it on the beach to make it different. That's my point. You make me forget what I want to say. Things, um, but... things
1: happen in cycles. You know, every twenty I... years something gets reinvented. It comes back as vintage or you know new for the kids, but it's more vintage. So of the beach is making a comeback in twenty what twenty nineteen twenty twenty. I'm okay with that. The WWE tried the Great American Bash as a SmackDown spectacular a couple of years ago. So, why not?
0: I don't know. I just would I just like... A- You're I just mean, a
1: purist. That's all. Yeah.
0: I, I, <laughs> again, I just thought if AEW was going to just go off this whole new, or we're going to do things different, thing. Yeah, we'd like to see something different. But that's, that's all I'm
1: trying with to say. With their 48-year-old yeah, world champion. Something Look, different.
0: Yeah, What? Yeah. you're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. One thing I want to say really quick, because we're getting close on our minutes, yeah, real quick, yeah. is that finally this week that NST beat, uh, beat AEW in the ratings. And, you know, I, Damian, I know you predicted this a while yeah. ago. And mm-hmm. so it happened. And this is all I want to say is that it is so funny to me how Twitter folks <laughs> are saying numbers do not matter now. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> and also... I got to call somebody out real quick and, and that's just what it is. I, I don't know. Should I call him out by name or should I just refer to his tweet and he'll probably know who I'm talking about, but no, nah, I'm not going to name drop. I'm not going to do that. But a friend of mine in the DMV area that frequently goes to a lot of shows and always call him the big homie and everything. And he's like I said, he's always at every show, no matter what it is. I see him at time for wrestling I'll see him at AEW, see him at WWE, whatever it is, whatever the event is, he's out there. I cannot believe that I just seen this tweet that he says, I have three phones, two computers, and two tablets all running AEW tonight. I would not allow them to win the war this week by any means necessary. NSP can cheat Stop all it. they want with their main roster stars. <laughs>
1: <Stop> <laughs> on. Oh, dear. Oh,
0: boy. So, yeah, you know, that, that thing kind of happened. So. And they still
1: lost. Well, depending on who you talk to, they still lost. Because yeah. before we came on, Jamal had a different view on what ratings really are. So, Jamal, if you really want to set the record straight, please, by all means.
2: Uh, well, to all the junior network executives out there, <laughs> um, AEW <laughs> was eighth in the ratings this week. And NW at and, uh, and NWA, um, NXT was 14th. So, how did AEW uh, lose in the ratings when they're six spots ahead of them? And that's because of the market share. That—that's the total percentage of people that watch a show, and that percentage was a .4 for NXT. I mean, for AEW, and a .3 for NXT. So, out of all of the shows that were uh, that were on TV Wednesday night in primetime, collectively more people, more, a greater percentage of the audience watch AEW than NXT. Now, if you just want to dumb it all the way down and just go with the numbers, yes, uh, 930-something thousand watch um, NXT, and 890,000 or so watch AEW. But that's generally an unfair comparison because uh, the USA Network is in more homes. Than people, uh, they have a larger market share, which means that more people could watch them and didn't than AEW, which is why AEW was eighth. Now, if I'm dead wrong on this, tweet me at Giant Crab, okay with a uh, crab with a K. But I think that's how ratings works.
0: Yeah, you but- know what? To be clear, yeah, there, there's a very blurred line in the words ratings being used and viewers. So, mm-hmm. so NST had more viewers, but yeah, by what you're saying, by rating, that's a different aspect. So, I, right. I totally, I totally get what you're saying. So, right, um, so like
2: more so, people could watch the Democratic National co- co- Debate if every single person had turned on their TV. More people would have the ability to watch MSNBC than uh, CNN or, or or whatever the case, whatever the com- comparison is. More people can watch. USA. So for 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 them to do a bigger number isn't necessarily indicative of how many people watched. That's why the percentage is important, because they keep it comparable. But, ah, eh, ratings, who cares?
1: <laughs> Viewership, but, uh, you know, for, for those who, who want to debate and have Twitter beefs, and. but before we address that, I want to briefly touch on NXT and the invasion angle with the main roster, and basically... Do we care about Survivor Series now, or do we still only care about TakeOver? Because Survivor Series has only always been my favorite pay-per-view, because that's what got me into wrestling in the first place was Survivor Series 87, uh, and I've liked it ever since. But lately, maybe over the last decade, aside from bragging rights, there really haven't been any major reasons to watch Survivor Series. But now with the wrinkle of adding NXT to the mix, that has piqued some people's interest. So... Does it change the fact that you will or won't watch Survivor Series having NXT involved, or do you only care about NXT Takeover like the vast majority of wrestling fans?
0: Quick answer: NXT Takeover will still win the weekend, but okay. Survivor Series will be good, um, and I will be watching. And I'm very interested to see how this all plays out. More or less, this is going to be a sight weekend period for wrestling because. I'm curious to see how, how Monday plays out afterwards, after the winners and the losers of this Survivor Series. So ultimately, yes, I'm interested in seeing Survivor Series. It's going to be a good time.
2: It's kind of hard for me to get excited about Survivor Series because of the fact that um, what started out as NXT versus Raw versus SmackDown has turned into Raw versus SmackDown versus Triple H. <laughs> and mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, that's, that, a good point. that's, no. that's mm-hmm. really unfortunate and it's really taken away from the interest of we, we have all these dream matches. And, oh, my God, there's uh, Keith Lee and he's standing in the ring next to um, Drew McIntyre. And it's like, oh, well, wait, wait, but there's Zack Ryder and Curt Hawkins from Raw. OK, mm-hmm. they made the trip. Um, but so it's like this could be cool, except it isn't. Because it's just Triple H and his toys, <laughs> competing against uh, you know Raw and SmackDown, and it's just it just really feels just kind of lame, and you know I don't know Survivor Series Survivor Series 2017 uh, in Toronto uh, the last one I went to uh, was Goldberg versus Lesnar, and that mm-hmm. really left uh, a taste in my mouth, and I haven't really been hot on the product since. And to be honest with you. What's the point of Survivor Series if on the Monday, Wednesday, and Friday afterwards we go back to normal and we get Baron Corbin versus The World for six months straight? Um, You know, NXT has been exactly what they needed to be forever. Uh, They've been the best thing that WWE has produced since the Attitude Era. With that said, just because we have a glimpse of Seth Rollins, who is not cool, uh, versus Adam Cole in in the same ring, doesn't mean that it's going to happen until the next Survivor Series. What I would like to see is some stakes other than brand supremacy, because I don't work for WWE. So, well, I care if NXT wins or if somebody else gets a, a raise or whatever. What I would like to see is maybe the winner of Survivor Series gets to be number 30 in the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Maybe the winner of Survivor Series gets the main event WrestleMania. Maybe the winner of Survivor Series, you know, gets. Um, to choose like a money in the bank advantage.
0: Well, there are other
2: implications involved than just brand supremacy.
0: I'm cool with patience here. I mean, I, I like the ideas. I don't think that is not far, I don't think any of this is far fetched now. I think they have slowly been taking tries to make sure that. I mean, okay, Jamal, to back to your original argument some weeks ago, is that should we even be taking NST serious in this state's battle in the first place? And yet they have made sure. And solidified that without a doubt that on Wednesday night that is their third brand. So I think that now that we're all at the high school dance that it's time for them to figure out like did they really show up and I and and with everything that built to them being the third brand how do they compete? Are they just going to be overtowered and overshadowed and so forth? So you know as far as the stakes value as to the conclusion of it, I'm, I'm cool to see how that plays out at some point. I'm just happy the fact that they. They have slowly progressing to make an NXT and NST roster be a third brand, a competitor, and have just as good as talent as the main, if, if anybody on the main roster. And also too, we got hell of a great, we got tons of great matches this week on NXT. The revival versus, um, the revival versus at uh, the air was the match. I wish we had a Survivor Series, but sure, at least we got that at some point now. And, you know, again, yeah, it is going to be curious. I am curious to see what happens on Monday. Did it go back to this regular schedule program? Or do we still get, you know, glimpses of potential future uh, battles or or, or stakes and so forth? But I'm just cool just now that knowing that NXT is a part of this. Um, So, for me, it's just like we'll see. I just don't think any of the things you're saying... I don't think it's not far fetched now. I think it's just at some point we'll get it, and it will slowly get to it. And you know, Royal Rumble is going to be interesting now. How does that play out? Different, and obviously, WrestleMania is going to be the the uh, the, uh, the big or uh, the big mecca of what it is. Do they add another pay per view to officially make the big four slash five a big six? with nxt you know uh or, or something new where you know they continuously do this with nxt so who knows who really knows what, what does class of champions mean nowadays you know so I mean, I love to, i'm just curious to see where does it go from here but i'm completely optimistic on the positive side that they're going to continue to make tries to make sure that this is sort of say lateral across all three brands right. well so- i'm actually
2: this real quick I mean, i'm sorry Damian. let me you this real quick We've always speculated and pontificated about the fact that we want Triple H to take over the main roster. Mm-hmm. We've seen how it looks when NXT is on the main roster outside of the freak show that was um, the mishap in Saudi Arabia. We saw, what it, we saw what that was, and that was a dream smackdown, and that won't be replicated for a while. Realistically, though, considering the build for NXT in particular it's not, my question isn't necessarily do we want Triple H to take over, because that's not going to happen anytime soon. Do we want NXT on the main roster level because now that we see what that is, that's a different thing that NXT doesn't do. Do we want uh, you know, the Viking Raiders versus um, you know, an NXT tactic like Breezango uh, now? Mm. I mean, that, that's kind of a thing that worries me on the on the back end of this, it is though it is cool to see Shayna Baszler on Raw, that's not what in, makes NXT special. It's the fact that they can put on this, uh, you know, this pay-per-view quality show every week in spite of the fact that they're not on Raw. And when you take that away from them, you take that full-sale crowd away from them, then it becomes, well a watered-down SmackDown.
0: Well, they have to do it. They have to do it because, again, you have to make them not only be familiar to the main roster people because I swear sometimes that the Full Sail crowd is just this Bermuda Triangle of wrestling fans because sometimes <laughs> they just don't leave there. And, it, hell, even when the main roster people come to NXT, they were getting booed. So, except for Becky Lynch, was just, just over a month over. But, yeah, you have to put these people on the main roster for better or for worse because you have to get their eyes on uh the main roster audience have to get their eyes on this nst crowd that they do not watch obviously ratings reflect that viewers reflect that and and so it's a good thing again if you want to make them as class competitors or to actually be respected as competitors you have to do so also too this is a great way for whenever anybody goes to the main roster so that they're just not completely like who the hell is this person true Mm -hmm. so this is a, a new recipe on promoting people to another, or shifting people to another brain and so forth. Hey, I got to say something really quick. <laughs> I was just quickly looking, looking, looking down. I know we're a little bit over our time, but I, I was just quickly looking down, and apparently Jen Ross has said something on NST, uh Dynamite on episode eight, and now people are mad about this as well. So apparently, um, la uh, during the LAS segment, LAS, it said LAS Pulled the handcuffs off. They they pulled off their handcuffs, and then Jim Ross said, I'm pretty sure they had plenty of practice wearing those in their lives. Oh.
1: <laughs> see get it, well, the see uh, <laughs> uh, I get the reference on a non culturally insensitive way because they're billed as hooligans on TV. Yeah. No, the they're hooligans
2: and the Puerto Rican.
1: Yeah, so. so I should be offended, woo, but I'm not. Like, it, he's talking about the character. Ugh. Yeah,
2: I think and that goes back to what we was, said at the was, beginning of the show.
1: You know, it's it's ugh, not everything has to be a cultural insensitivity. Sometimes it's just a show.
2: Yeah. Now uh, there's a watermelon in the ring during a Scorpio Sky segment.
1: Okay, <laughs> we got some problems. <laughs> 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 then going to get some hands. We, he's <laughs> <hit> back to Oklahoma. <laughs>
0: Hey, two quick things real quick before we try to wrap it up real quick. Okay. Oh, all right. So, look, I say we, we kind of run out of time, but I just want to say this real quick. I, I Originally, I said we were going to have a topic about Twitter beefs in the wrestling world. Obviously, we had the Tony Connor Randy Orton fan that everyone knows about. But I just want to know, did y'all guys catch the Zelina and Lana <laughs>
1: beef that went on yesterday? How would oh. that start? Because I saw, I saw Zelina respond about, like, numbers. She's just like, of course you have more followers, but if you can get off of Bobby yeah. long enough, I'm like, yeah. oh.
0: It started with Selena, a picture of herself saying she was the best dressed, and then Lana came out talking about why I wore top to down for Sashi and all this other stuff. And then she was, um, Selena said something kind of noble back, and then Lana went back to saying how many followers she got and how she makes, you know, more money and all this other stuff and. And viewers, I mean, and followers make her have more impressions, what makes her have more money. And Selena said that she's a terrible actor and all this other stuff. And it was back and forth. But, man, I got to say that it was like, what really caught my eyes was just like, oh, man. a lot. Of, and a lot of people was coming from of too. They was just like, well, I, I didn't know Lana. <laughs> they said I didn't know that followers made you. A better person yeah so for him and she was like well but well, when you're making all the money and everything it mm-hmm. does because you got a better outreach i was like oh okay well well to our three thousand followers on twitter i guess we suck as a podcast then because we don't have a billion i could have told you that yeah i guess that's <laughs> that that's what that means nowadays so uh so be it but uh yeah that was interesting but uh uh Other than that, I mean, I'm pretty sure people want to say something about CM Punk being on WWE backstage. But as we have all concluded, that he wasn't even on there long enough to even mention. So sure, if you like this little pipe bomb, as people are calling it, and people are praising him and kissing his defeat and his and 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 the steps he walks on the pavement that he walk on because he cut a promo and saying he's he's back and all this other stuff, then I'm happy for you. But other than that, um, I don't care. (laughs) Like I don't care.
1: Yeah, I don't care either. And for me, just, you know, I'm a psychology guy. And just the, the amount of walk-on-water references that people make for Punk, it's, it's, it's astronomically confusing because he wasn't even the best wrestler at Ring of Honor when he was there. He wasn't the best wrestler in WWE when he was there. That would have went to probably Daniel Bryan when they went head-to-head. But for some reason, because he's, quote-unquote, the voice of the voiceless, people are just like, yeah, we're going to rock with Punk no matter what. Look i'm glad he's back in the role he wants to be in and that's as a commentator as a as like like on first take when ryan clark comes on and talks about the nfl or when stephen a loses his mind about the nba that's what tm punk is brought on for for wwe is he going to get controversial sure that's what he that's what he's going to do because he's the voice of the voiceless am i begging for him to be back in one more match hell no stay (laughs) behind the microphone talk your trash, take it to social media, be, be, happy. Or, be happy or grumpy because people say he's either or, and that's that. Stop trying to make him do something he doesn't really want to do, which is wrestle. <laughs> Unless it's $10 million, he's probably not going to do it. So just enjoy him on the show for that one segment. Hooray, he's back. Next. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's it. That's all I got. That's all I got.
1: Any last second thoughts, Jamal, before we get out of here?
0: Um,
2: never really was a fan of Punk. I don't have a reason to stay up and watch, uh, WWE backstage at, at all. Um, they, like, uh, we, we talked about it before, but like, if they're breaking news is going to be that like Mike Canella signed for a 10 year deal with, a, uh, you know, $50,000, then cool. That's, I don't know how that's breaking news, but whatever. Um, but good for them. I mean, it gives Renee Young uh, something to do instead of being byron Saxton. Who, have you checked your Bill cartons lately? Where the hell is Baron Saxton?
1: <laughs> He's not so a
2: main event? Put, yeah, we're going to have to put a bell on that man because I haven't found him yet.
0: First um, main event because I haven't seen that even on Hulu. So, I don't know. Yeah, right. put APV out on that guy.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, between that, you know, violent, you know but that's the thing. So, uh, good for Renee Young doing what she's better at than commentating. Yeah. Uh, if people like CM Punk, then fine. Apparently, the ratings tripled because he was on there. Um, but as far as, but he's not wrestling, so I don't care. And just full disclosure, I've never been a promo guy. I don't really want to hear people talk. I'm watching a wrestling show, so do wrestling. And if you're not doing with that, then what are we talking
0: about? I'm going to bed. It's eleven o'clock.
1: <laughs> Good night, sir. Think, <laughs> think, but he ain't lying. He ain't lying, and I think. <laughs> that's actually, for me, the same reason I don't watch it. It's on too late. I don't really care to watch. It's like inside the NBA, if it comes on at like 11 o'clock at night, I don't, yeah, 100%. I don't really feel like watching it. Yeah. So more power to them, trying to try something new, making it a studio show. FS1, great job on that. Good job, Renee Young, because yeah, Jamal's right. Yeah, Renee's I, I, good. Renee's good at this role. This is yeah. her perfect role as a studio host, as yeah. like engaging a moderator. Great. Leave her off play by play. She don't need to do that. Byron yep. Saxon, exactly. Haven't seen him for a while. Please be alive. That's all I care yeah, about. Yeah,
2: somebody call next to Ken.
1: <laughs> be alive. I hope Check his
2: mail. Did anybody get his
1: mail? <laughs> is he still getting checks? Like,
0: we'll is we'll he... pass this house. Make sure there's no sense around here. Yeah, yeah this basically. Guy's...
1: Like this. They cut his grass. Make it look like somebody lived there. Because <laughs> I don't know <laughs> Listen, what happened to that man. This was a welfare check. You have to go like a wellness check. Check on someone if you suspect some foul play. So yeah. do Yeah. That for seriously. Like
2: somebody tweet Brian Jackson. Seriously. <laughs> let let, 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 let me know what we're, what we're still looking for. Let them know that we uh, can.
1: <laughs> and I think on that note, it's a good time for Zenny for us to log off here on the Big Gold Belt. For two champs, for Jamal, for myself, Damien Salty G. Thank you so much, y'all. We'll see you next week. Oh,